This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six oh six, thirty eight degrees in downtown Boise, and yes, this is Mike Casper along with Chris mm-hmm. Walton. The reports of my demise were apparently greatly exaggerated. They were made up on the spot. Well, even if they weren't made up, got an email from uh, Nate Shellman saying, "I'm done. You got to get back in here." <laughs> so even if he would have fired me. He was pretty much sick of getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, he's either sick of that or sick of working with you. I can't imagine that being the case. Yeah, but little one, little the other. Probably. <laughs> uh, I am back. Good to be back. Late night flight to Boise last night. I think I got the last flight in. A flight from California to Boise? And, and they... They actually, the plane actually took off? Actually took off. Here's the crazy part. I, that never happens so to me. They, I was sure that it was going to be even later than I thought. Yeah. Because the flight from Anaheim, uh, I left John Wayne Airport, um, and, and the flight was a half an hour late to begin with. And I'm going, oh, crap, I hope this doesn't, you know, cause any problems. I didn't have to change flights, so I knew my, my, flame, my plane was going to go anyway. I wasn't going to yeah. miss my flight. I didn't have to change planes. Um, but I thought, okay, this is going to be even later than i think uh, uh, that it's going to be and instead the plane even though it left half an hour late arrived 20 minutes earlier than expected oh, well well done there yeah which gosh i can't remember the last time that happened you, you must have been on a diet something and i don't know i can't remember the last time and i know this isn't a big travel time of year right now leading up to the holidays a lot of people don't travel um right before thanksgiving that will start next week and uh, all all the way through the holiday season I can't tell you the last time I got onto a plane that had open seats. And Ooh, I love that. Going down, there were open seats. Like my, my wife and I were the only two in our, our row, uh, and we had the exit row, and which on Southwest Airlines is considered first class. Mm-hmm. And coming back, the plane was packed leaving Anaheim to Sacramento, but Sacramento to Boise um, probably only had three quarters full also. So I I don't remember the last time I I've I, re- seen that. I remember the last time I was on a plane with open seats believe it or not it was 1995 <laughs> and I was taking a, a late flight back from Seattle to Boise and uh it was on uh, Alaska Air and I just stretched out across the aisle because you know yeah. I put all the armrests up and and took a nap and they woke me up and told me to put my seatbelt on because we were you know coming into Boise I knew something was going on uh, Monday because I started getting texts uh, and emails very early in the morning, Mm -hmm. instant messages on Facebook saying, Nate said you're fired. (laughs) Yeah, he did say that every (laughs) every five to ten minutes (laughs) for two straight days. Here was my uh, response because it was posted. uh, I I posted pictures of me. I got to play golf on Mm -hmm. uh, Monday. Really? Yeah. You? Yeah. Uh, And... I I posted and people on on Facebook were saying, "Yeah, Nate said you were fired, so enjoy your golf." And <laughs> I responded back. I said, "There is no way I have been fired. No smart person would ever fire somebody with still part of the season left to go." Ha 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 ha. 
I think that went over a lot of people's head because not, people were still going, probably, no, he really yes. said you were fired. I go, yes, I know. Probably didn't go over Jeremiah Dickey's head. Probably not. Probably not. So anything else besides the head coach for the first time in history being fired oh. midseason happened <laughs> while I was gone? They inducted some people into the uh, Boise State Hall of Fame. Who got, who got it this year? Uh, well, I don't have because I had not fr- seen that the list in front of me. But uh, uh, Allie Ostrander, I know, was one of them. Yeah, deservedly so, considering she's probably the uh, best. I was going to say not even female, the best period athlete in track and field in Boise State history. Yeah, that's that's probably true. And let's see, I can give you the whole. Well, I was just curious if very know, ones here. that I ones that I knew Boise State football, basketball, anybody from there? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Tanaka Beard, who uh, played yeah. uh, basketball from eighty nine to ninety three at yep. Boise State. Ryan Clady, well. yeah, he deserves football it too. player, tackle, uh, two thousand four to two thousand seven, then went on to the NFL. Uh, Brock Forsey, who scored fifty million touchdowns playing for <laughs> Boise State from ninety eight to two thousand two, and then. Went and on it, to the NFL. He went on to the NFL and then worked here after that. Uh, Tasha Harris, women's basketball player uh, from 2004 to 2010. She was here a while. Uh, men's golfer Troy Merritt, who is uh, on the PGA Tour and yeah. um, wins every now and then and, and finishes top 10 once in a while. And then, of course, Ali Ostrander, I mentioned, women's cross country and track and field from 2015 to 2019. And she was really good. And we had her on this station. Yeah. All right, so I, I can't find one that I would disagree with. So, yeah, neither yeah, can I. Very good. Um, coach, so they haven't hired a new coach yet while, I've, while I was gone, right? Well, uh, we do have an interim coach. I knew that. You, can't, you have to have an interim coach. Mm-hmm. You can't just go, hey, but um, no, you guys they, just do whatever I, you want. We don't care. As far as I know, they haven't uh, hired a new one. As far as whether they've settled on one or not, I don't know. But uh, they said they're going to you know, go on a uh, nationwide search, so. All I can tell you is the Canadians are out. I do see um, that the players love their interim coach and want him to be the new head coach. I did see that. All right, then. I don't know if that's going to make a difference to them or not. Um, It's got to make somewhat of a difference if your players that are currently playing um, are weighing in, say that just, they would love to have him as their, as, as their as, head coach. As always, I just think they should get an SWW, somebody who wins. That would be uh, a help. Well, I mean, right. you can't say Avalos didn't win because he has a winning record. Um, so yeah, you, you want, he does. You know, Boise State fans want 20, somebody 22. who wins. Uh, S, uh, what, what was your initials? Um, SWWA. SWW. You want SWWA. Somebody who wins. A lot. Which is two words. but No, I say it. I, I make it as one word. Which you're okay to do. SWWAL. Yeah. So um, that's what that's what the uh, fans or, want. Anyway. The other one, uh, SWNL, somebody who never loses. Uh, that would even be better. And and see the problem is, it, it's like you said, he does have a winning record. His winning percentage at Boise State has been sixty one percent. But the uh, of the last five coaches, the next to that is seventy eight percent. And then of course you go up to uh, Peterson, who won like ninety eight percent of yeah. his games. Well, and here's the thing you can look at too, and, and this is you know I I have said this that he is not coaching his team yet. This is this is his third year. He's had two years of recruiting, so the recruits and the upperclassmen are all still Harson's players. Mm. Um, Harson did not leave the cupboard very full when he left, and he left right in the middle of recruiting season also to go to Auburn. So that put hiring. 
a new coach behind the eight ball when it came to the first year of recruits, which was two years ago. Yeah. Next year, and you're seeing some of the best players on the so team it, it right really now won't, it really being won't be underclassmen. Fair. So it really won't be fair until next year. Yeah, uh, that, well, and that's why I didn't think now. he would gonna, was going to get fired. Is because next year will be his first year where he actually has his players. And he has a bunch of young players, freshmen, true freshmen and sophomores that are mm-hmm. playing on this team. And they're some of his best players. However, um, with what uh, went on with McAllister and some of the rumors that are with McAllister, we don't know what's true and what's no, not. We don't. Um, it sounds like there was a lot more going on behind the scenes that the public did not know about with the team speaking, and in the locker room. Speaking of Brian Harson. You'll never guess in a million years who the odds makers say is is uh, the number one uh, choice to come back to Bo- or t- uh, to, to, uh, to take over the job at Boise. Three to one favorite, Brian Harson. Oh, then you've heard. Yes, I have heard. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to be Brian Harson. That's my personal opinion. I don't have anything in the know that that I know about. Uh, also, hearing that, and the current coach said that there has been conversations. Eric McAllister with Andy Avos leaving wants to come back and be the coach. No, I'm kidding. And it and be the wide receiver again. Yeah, but that may that's or may all he not ever plays. And plus, once you've well, the, now the, once the, you've left, the they might coach, say, "Well, you had your chance." The head coach did confirm it that the, he oh, really? has had. Yeah, the head coach, current head coach, did confirm that they he has had conversations about him coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope we haven't lost the recruits that we had because we had a pretty good recruiting. Class. We had a great recruit, a five star recruit for the first time in history. Yeah. Um, by the way, a five-star recruit. Bateman Gare has already said that he has uh, is weighing his opportunities yeah. with the firing of the coach. Well, I mean, he was immediately uh, after Avalos was fired. He was immediately contacted by Oregon, Michigan. Oh, Michigan Oregon. too. Yeah, Both Oregon, Michigan, is, and Oregon. Yeah, Oregon has been pounding on. Now, would you want to go to Michigan with the possibility that Michigan could be seeing you know possible future? Problems with their program. The head coach has I mean, already Harbaugh, been Harbaugh suspended be, three games. Yeah, Harbaugh could be canned. Who knows? Yeah, there could be future um, problems. You know, in, in the future, not getting to go to personally, I would games or, or stuff like that. Personally, I would for two reasons. Number one, it's Michigan, and number two, I've been to Ann Arbor and I love it. Yeah, but would you want Beautiful. to go to a program that could be suspended from uh, national? Contention, um, losing possibility of going to bowl speaking, games or stuff like that. Speaking for myself, it just you know, I mean, do we have a nice bench or or, or am I going to get splinters? <laughs> That's another problem. That's too. how I judge a program. Yeah, uh, let's get a check on other sporting news going on this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go if you want breakfast. Uh, opening up in forty-five minutes. Great way to start off your day. Get into Pork Belly. Utah State does not have to worry about game planning for two quarterbacks Saturday when they host Boise State. Broncos interim head coach Spencer Danielson announced Tuesday that freshman quarterback Maddox Madsen is injured and will be out for the foreseeable future. Taylor Green will start against the Aggies. Madsen left the New Mexico game Saturday in the second quarter with an apparent leg injury and did not return. Boise State at uh, Utah State kicks off Saturday at 5 at Maverick Stadium in Logan. It'll be televised on the CBS Sports Network and, of course, will be on the radio here on KBOI. In the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns scored 33 points to lead Minnesota past Golden State, 104-101. A brawl two minutes into the first quarter resulted in the ejections of the Timberwolves' Jaden McDaniels and the Warriors' Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Golden State was already without Stephen Curry, who underwent an MRI after complaining of knee soreness Tuesday. 
Also in the NBA, the Jazz beat Portland 115-99, the Nuggets down the Clippers, and the Lakers beat Memphis 134-107. That's sports. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. You have this drama playing out back and forth. It kind of sounds like a TV show, but at some point, you have to start thinking, what does this cost the American people? These are members who are elected to serve. There are serious issues that the nation needs to confront, not to mention we have two wars unfolding abroad. Congress is currently trying to consider additional funding to both Israel and Ukraine. They're still at odds over all of that. So how can Congress move forward on addressing these needs for the American people and for our allies abroad if they can't even put the bickering aside to get things done? Well, they kind of put the bickering aside mm-hmm. yesterday uh, in a continuing resolution that will at least kick the can down the road till January and February. They do like to do that. However, going ahead, the same eight people who were pissed off before, Republicans who were pissed off and decided that Kevin McCarthy could no longer lead them, voted against the continuing resolution, and they're very upset because the Republicans got Democrat votes to pass a continuing <laughs> yeah. resolution. Which is exactly why they got rid of McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, they did not want a continuing resolution. They wanted budget cuts tied to the continuing resolution. It would be funny if Mike Johnson came on camera yesterday and said, you guys were serious about that? <laughs> um, so we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about that. Um, who are the winners, losers of the uh, showdown? Um, this is in talking about that, as you you heard there, um, the infighting going on. I'm curious if, and this is just your thoughts, if you want to weigh in this morning, um, the infighting and things that we're seeing going on in the highest level of our leadership in this country. I'm talking about Congress here. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is because we have seen such a divisive America, I think over the last oh, yeah, few years, starting to actually get physical now. Yeah. Um, and you, you had, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders. I don't know how he was going to stop it because there's a guy, if you blow on him, he's probably going to fall down and break a hip. He did stop it, though. Um, but, but if he had to get into it physically and step in the middle, he's no, not. The, he's going to break a hip. The, the, the guy he was yelling at is used to be a mixed martial arts uh, fighter professionally Mm -hmm. so no he 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 wouldn't have yeah so we're going to talk a little bit about that um the fight uh, throwdown it wasn't really a fight but it was a throwdown um yesterday in the uh, senate and and then afterward they both sat down (laughs) and they they had the 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 senate throwdown (laughs) that about happened but bernie sanders put a kibosh on that um and then on the other side of the aisle you have accusations of physical bullying going on kevin mccarthy hit elbowing somebody in the kidneys apparently in the lower back that was the allegation um, so you've got, and, and he claims he didn't do it. So you know what happened. Yeah. So you've got you've got that going on. And if you think this is only going on at our nation's capital, oh no, this is going on here at home too. We'll talk to you talk to you about uh, two people who got committees stripped from them by leadership here in the Idaho legislature ahead of oh, the I, legislative session I, coming up in January. I wonder what's going on. I mean, I wonder what's going on. <laughs> so we'll talk about that on the way for you this morning, too. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open. You can email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Uh, coming up, stay tuned. we got news next. We'll tell you how you can get your Brian Adams concert tickets when we come back. 
Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A man has been arrested on suspicion of manslaughter in connection with the death of ice hockey player Adam Johnson. Our chief reporter, Carve Solokol, is here with me. So, Carve, um, just explain what happened here. Yes, well, uh, two and a half weeks ago, Adam Johnson uh, was playing for the Nottingham Panthers uh, in a game against the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, during the game, he was seriously injured uh, and he was later, unfortunately, pronounced deceased in hospital. Uh, now, a post-mortem uh, examination confirmed that he died as a result of a fatal neck injury. Uh, and today... Uh, police officers investigating his death uh, have announced that they have made uh, an arrest. Uh, they say that today they arrested a man on suspicion of manslaughter and at the moment he remains in police custody. And have the police said anything else? We have had a short statement from uh, Detective Chief Superintendent Bex Horsfall uh, who says that our investigation was launched immediately following this tragedy and we've been carrying out extensive inquiries ever since uh, to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam in these unprecedented circumstances. They also say Adam's family is being supported uh, through the investigation. So this is an update on a story we uh, told you about, what was it, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, two and a half weeks ago when it happened. Yeah. Um, th- there's a couple interesting things here. And when I first saw this, it's like, you know, when I saw this, it was such a freak accident happening... And it's like, how do you cut somebody's throat? And it's like, it just seemed weird and just a freak accident. Now you're starting to wonder, okay, what's what's going on here? Because they haven't even announced who they've arrested. We don't even know if it's the guy who actually was the person who skated into the guy's throat and cut his throat. I think they were the only ones involved in the collision, though. Yes, but that's... And, and they went to the ice, and he fell on the guy's skate. Uh, his uh, jugular got cut, and he didn't make it to the uh, bench. Right. And South Yorkshire police announced the arrest of the man, but they have not announced the identity of the man arrested, which is weird. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Detective Chief Superintendent uh, said that in a statement, we have been speaking to highly specialized experts in their field to assist in our inquiries and continue to work closely with Health and Safety Department at Sheffield City Council, which is supporting our ongoing investigation. So with so little information being released here, but, you you wonder if there is more to this story than what we are actually getting. Because it seems to me when two hockey players collide during a hockey game, that's not really a criminal act regardless of what it results you know, in. Would you consider it a criminal act if the person sharpened their blades to be able to cut, sharp enough to be cutting skin? Would that, would that in itself, and I'm not saying that happened, but <laughs> would, right, would you consider that? Because I, I'm with you. I'm like, when we first heard this, it's just yeah. a completely freak accident. And it's like, you know, I've seen hockey blades. They're not that sharp. But you can still, if it hits just right, I guess, yeah. you know, tear somebody's sure. jugular. Um, but if, if through their investigation they find out, hey, this guy was sharpening his blades... It, 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 that's where I think the manslaughter can come in. It, it's not attempted murder. The funny thing is, though, it's I, manslaughter. I think you're you you are allowed to sharpen your blades because the blades have to be have a certain amount you know amount of sharpness just so you can continue to skate. 
but do you have to sharp them sharp as a, a knife, for instance? You sharpen, you, you, I'm not even sure. Somebody playing hockey is going to have to tell me, do you sharpen your blades? Because I don't think you do. Hmm. They're definitely not sharp enough to be able to like cut a steak or something like that. It, it just it just seems weird, and I think that's I mean because if if I'll use for an example, if you're driving drunk and say you run and kill somebody, run into somebody and kill somebody, mm-hmm. you're not charged with attempted murder because it was a horrific yeah. accident. But by th- something you did, you Some, caused somebody, the death of right, somebody. somebody that's why it's manslaughter. And that's why I'm wondering, you know, possibility, since this is uh, a charge of manslaughter, that he did something that had he not done that, this wouldn't have been just an accident or you know, in, his, in his manslaughter. Now, the other possibility is the Yorkshire police are morons, but I can't, you know, vouch for that either. But, never, yeah, I mean, never having been to Yorkshire. I mean, yeah, you, we, you we have, don't know. You, you have one of their dogs. I do. But that's and, all and you know, right? No, our, our 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 dog is an idiot. Oh, okay. Well, so, there you go. you know, if they come, you know, if you come from Yorkshire, maybe all all people and dogs are we, idiots. We interviewed know. a guy yesterday that was from Yorkshire. He was uh, one of our cross country runners at Boise State, and he seemed intelligent. Yeah. Um, somebody just wrote in uh, text message two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred said he did not fall on the ice skate. The guy kicked his skate up into the air into the guy's neck. Oh, okay. Well, that is different, then, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, if he did that on purpose, maybe that's the, the first, manslaughter part. If he wouldn't have the, picked his, yeah, egg, the first, um, his uh, skate up. The first uh, news story that I heard about it said that they just went to the ice. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll uh, take a break, like I said. Make sure you're listening in. We've got Brian Adams tickets to give away this morning. We've also got the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Uh, Dow Futures, after being up over 500 points yesterday, uh, still going up. 52 right now. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here just about a half an hour to find out what's going on in the economy. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Brian Adams going to uh, come to the Treasure Valley coming up in uh, January. Tickets will go on sale this coming Friday morning at 10 a.m. And we have a chance for you to win your tickets before you can buy them this morning in the 8 o'clock hour. Another chance for you to pick them up. Listen in. There will be a text to win contest, 208-336-3700. Don't try texting now because you have no idea what the word is you're going to text. We will tell you in the 8 o'clock hour exactly what you will be texting. You'll have from 8 until 9 to text us that word, and then we'll choose one person at random to get those uh, tickets. Could be for you. Uh, fantastic idea for stocking stuffers with Christmas coming up so close. Mm-hmm. Man, Thanksgiving's next week. <laughs> I'm like, where, where did this month go? Good grief. Yeah, it is. It's eight days away. Eight days away. Thanksgiving is almost here. I haven't even started cooking yet. <laughs> I haven't been shopping yet. 
I might want to go get my We went to Costco yesterday. So I can get it thawed and, before uh, then. We, we started to pull into the Costco parking lot, and Debbie says, good grief, what's going on? <laughs> it, it, she forgot that Thanksgiving well, was next no, week, she too, didn't, right? No, she didn't forget. She just didn't think everybody was going to shop eight days ahead of time. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who go, well, do I want to wait till next week when everybody's going to be here, mm-hmm. or do I want to go this week when nearly everybody and, is well, here? Well, exactly. Those are your choices. Yeah. 208-336-3700. That's our text line number to be ready to text coming up here next hour. Uh, also, um, phone lines, if you want to get through, you can get through on text. Same as our phone line number. Also, 1-800-529-5264. You can email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, we've been hearing about uh, divisiveness, not just here in the, U- the United States, across the board, with what's going on, for instance, you know, the pro-Palestinian movement, the pro-Israel movement, um, not a lot of divisiveness there. There's just a lot of divisiveness, period. And that includes even in our state cap- or our nation's capital. I wanted you to hear this because this is, this is the type of stuff that you don't really expect out of the United States Senate. Um, Bernie Sanders basically uh, stopped a fist fight from happening between uh, a Republican senator and a union boss during uh, a hearing yesterday. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma kind of derailed the hearing of the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions when he read a past tweet from the Teamster president, Sean O'Brien, who was there testifying and then challenged him to a fight in the hearing room. Take a listen. So... Anytime, any place. No, that's April, not. April is a charity event. No, that's or, not. That's no, not. No, no it's a. He, no, we, sir, he said it, and this is. My he is time. here to tell. No. parameters on what the questions can or cannot be asked, and I'll ask. No, you're not going to. We're not going to be talking about we, we physical confrontation. Oh, this is about charity for a union charity because this, this is firefighters. Do you have a question April, on his testimony? A- April. April up, April please, please. You have a question on his. Let's not be. You said it. You're embarrassed. Embarrassment. You said it, and I'm just simply answering it. You Mullen, hold it, hold it. I, Senator Mullen, you made some charges. Charges? Mr. Mr. O'Brien, do you want to respond to the question? Yeah, go ahead, questions? please. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality of it is, you Except know, my challenge, Mr. Tough Mr. Guy. Mullen, tough guy. Answer, hold it, answer the questions. All right, you all want, if I, he, he made a lot of statements, right? And his statements are fiction at best. Fiction, I read them. Can you hear What? <laughs> I'll answer the question, please. I can't understand him, to be honest with you. All right. He rambles so much. What was your question, actually? Except my, well, you said I made a lot of statements. No, but what's your Except question? I don't understand your question. Could you repeat it? You said any time, any place. What's your question? Accept the challenge. What challenge? You said any time, any place. I'm accepting yours, so why don't you come What back? challenge? What challenge are you talking April about? April 30th. How about we do it for a charity? At the Smoking Guns in Tulsa, Oklahoma. No, we're not going to be talking about challenge? physical confrontations here. You want to fight me? What do you say by any time, any place? Let's have coffee. Discuss our differences. Oh, oh, that's what you said. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right, well, let's say I don't have coffee. Let's I'd do it. All right. I'd love to. But it's the, funny how you're backing okay, out. I don't back on anything. You did. The other right. one. You're a 100. Senator. Uh, should be the most influential people in this country making changes. Senator you're Senator focused on. Okay. Why, you're focused you, on debate that's not even relevant. You're an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. After, after embarrassment to the state of this hearing is about the condition of the working class. Um, you know, so I, I just delved into ugliness uh, from there. And by the way, you can't see the video, um, but the person there um, from the 
Sean O'Brien from the Teamsters mm-hmm. um, had a what can best be described as a crap eating grin when he said, "Oh yeah, I'm, that I meant let's let's meet for coffee." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he didn't. He 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 definitely uh, didn't. Um, like, senator Bernie Sanders. I thought Bernie Sanders was pretty cool during that whole thing. No, but, we're not going to do that. No, yeah. you're a U.S. senator. Sit he, down. He Grow actually up. made a, a a lot better point. Take a listen. Read what the last one said. Um, said. Greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place... Anytime, cowboy. Sir, this is a time this. No, oh, I apologize. My uh, computer just completely froze up and shut down right in the middle. Mm. <laughs> I have just a black screen. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to get to that coming up here. Um, once again, if you want. To get, it is interesting, like I said. Um, what the uh, Senator Bernie Sanders uh, had to say. And I do want to get that because I do want you to uh, hear that particular part of it. But, um, and that, by the way, also is just one of the divisive things that is happening on the other side of the aisle. You had a congressman who accused Kevin McCarthy of elbowing him in the kidneys. This just shows how much the divide is in the House yeah. also right now after uh, did, weeks of infighting. Did we have a congressman accusing uh, McCarthy of elbowing him in the kidneys, or did we have McCarthy elbowing a congressman in the kidneys? Um, could be one or the other. Not sure. I was not there, so I can't say if one was true or one was not. I would highly suspect that I mean, more uh, than likely he got elbowed in the kidneys. Like I said earlier, McCarthy denies doing it, so I'm, I'm thinking he did it. McCarthy shoved past Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee as he was speaking with uh, NPR. Um, as he uh, pushed past him, Burchett stumbled forward and yelled, <laughs> Why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any guts? I don't know why we just don't do the one, two men enter, one man leave mm-hmm. for, for any... To, Thunderdome. Yeah, just, just fix stuff like this with Thunderdome. And you would probably stop stop a lot of the huffing and puffing if they knew well, they had to half if of something it every like time, that. Yeah. yeah, if they knew something like that was going to happen, you would see a lot of the huffing and puffing stop because they mm-hmm. knew they would have to get in and possibly be embarrassed, either you know get themselves beat up or everybody would look stupid, right? Yeah. Plus, you know, in in Thunderdome, they can use uh, well anything they can reach mm-hmm. as far as weapons go. Two men enter, one man leave. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, shut the hell up and sit down. Oh, and also bust a deal, face the wheel. We should do that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, this this also isn't the only place that this is going on. Believe it or not, um, there's fights going on right here in our own Idaho legislature. Now, it hasn't come to fisticuffs as of yet. We'll talk about this and share this story with you, but it has cost a couple of Idaho legislatures their committee assignments. We'll talk about that also on the way for you, too. KBOI News Time 715. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by Pork Valley and Cuna. They are open. Don't forget the coffee drive-thru is also open. 
full espresso and coffee bar rivals any coffee shop features the best beans available for pork bellies daily pour coffee and you can go through the drive-thru you can get it inside but you can also go through the drive-thru and not have to stand in line or even get out of your car at pork belly and cuna the boise state athletic department tuesday announced receiving its second seven-figure gift in the past two weeks and its 13th commitment of at least one million dollars since the launch of the lyle smith society in december of 2020 the latest gift is from an anonymous donor it is intended to benefit women's sports at the school. The donation will first cover the cost of installing lights at Huber Field at Donald Larson Park, which is the home of the Broncos softball team. And in college football games Tuesday, Toledo edged Bowling Green 32-31. Eastern Michigan beat Akron 30-27 in two overtimes. And Northern Illinois beat Western Michigan 24 nothing. That's sports. 6.70 a.m. and 93.1 f.m. Casper and Chris. News Talk. KBOI. is up. Uh, everything up big yesterday. Over 500 points on the uh, Dow. Gosh, I leave for just a few days and all hell breaks loose. Jeremiah. Um, Jeez, Mike, you should leave more often. I, I mean, that's yes. why I was thinking of, if I wouldn't have come back today, we may, you know, the stock market, people could actually be bank- making money, right? <laughs> that's a good point. Well, listen, we've had good news across the board yesterday and today. Now, if we're looking at yesterday, it was optimism around the consumer price index, which came in much cooler than anticipated. Fast forward to today, we have another economic data report that shows that inflation is continuing to cool down. And this is the form of the producer price index, which measures inflation before it hits the consumer. That dropped at a half of a percent if we move from September to October. That's the biggest drop that we've seen since April of 2020. On a year-over-year basis, producer prices were still up just north of 1% from October 2022 um, to October 2023. But again, that's the smallest gain that we've seen. So there's kind of a balance and a mix in this because we're seeing the reaction from the market. And the reaction from the market is strictly based on we're getting data that is likely going to cause our central bank not to continue to be aggressive. But for Main Street, those of us who are still paying for items at the grocery store, still paying for our, our necessities, uh, those prices are still going up up unfortunately we're not seeing deflation it's just the rate at which they're increasing yeah. um, overall is lower but there's certain categories that we we can look in the consumer price index and the producer price index where they actually are negative especially year over year month over month we're certainly seeing it on the car uh, used vehicles we're using seeing it on on dealerships um, so there's uh, big big ticket items like furniture interestingly enough so again it's been good news across the board additionally we had retail sales for the month of October it did decline. It did show that we saw the first decline in retail sales since the month of March, but it came in better than anticipated. So overall, expectations were that we were going to see a steeper decline in retail sales. It slipped at a rate of only 0.1%. So that's a fairly Goldilocks uh, report, at least in the eyes of the market, because we're starting to see things slow down, but not fall apart. And that's ideally what we're looking for, because then the Federal Reserve can really stay on the sidelines. We're not seeing economies start to really decelerate at a fast clip, but we're soft, so, we're soft landing, right? Soft landing. Yeah. Hey, listen, we could be seeing the development of a trend to see a soft landing, and that shows optimism in the market. That's why we saw 85% of the stocks in the S&P 500 were in the green yesterday, and still on this uh, topic of retail sales. You had Target, 
releasing their earnings that report this morning. It blew away expectations of their quarterly sales, uh, significantly exceeded what their forecasts were on Wall Street. That stock has been bit, beat up mostly this year. Uh, in the future, it was up 4% yesterday. Futures market, it was up almost 15%. It's pulled wow. back slightly. So again, we're seeing the U.S. economy is holding up better than than expected, and that's and there's optimism across the board on Wall Street. And I think we're seeing another green day today. Not yeah. as much as yesterday, but um, looks like we're going to see another day in positive territory. Yeah, and, and to your point once again, because I, I saw some of the posts on social media yesterday about the uh, you know and showing inflation going down. You know, it's like if inflation's going down, why am I not feeling it? And, and once again, you said it at the beginning because people think that you know they see um, nine point one to where are we at now three point five or what whatever inflation report it's not going down it's just not increasing as quickly as it did before exactly which which you don't want it to go down because then you see deflation which is also very bad right yeah because there's two sides of this coin those of who are 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 hopeful for some you know lower prices of the federal reserve actually cutting rates that is in likely response to high unemployment people losing their incomes prices going down that that's that's where we likely see the onset or the middle right. of a recession so okay. and it's just a balance but it's important to note that for sure all right uh, it looks like we're going to see upside at the opening here in just a few minutes once again uh we'll get updates from you throughout the day talk to you tomorrow morning thanks gents Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through uh, to us today, please feel free. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Kmart, you wonder who's in charge of promotions and marketing when mm-hmm. it comes to some of these big stores. Because you, you, you look at things and we hear about things um, a lot of times, marketing department, and it's like you go, oh, why, why is there not somebody in charge going, that's a bad idea? That is not like doing promotions around well, 9/11 is not a good idea but how many companies what, uh, have tried to do it What happens is uh, the the CEO or somebody like you know who's way up there comes up with the idea and asks everybody well what do you think And then they all go well let's see uh, I work for you great idea boss Kmart now is uh, having to pull uh festive handbags off their uh shelves Basically well, that's, because that's... it said, Mary Hamas. Hmm? Mary, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary Hamas? Hamas, yeah. How, how did that happen? Somebody didn't pay attention. Somebody didn't look at it before they said, hey, that's a great idea for Christmas. We'll, we'll sell hams in a handbag that says, instead of Christmas, it'll say Hamas. It looks like Hamas. Oh, crap. So Mary Hamas is what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled Hamas. Yeah, which is, you know, when you think about it, it's kind of stupid no matter how you spell it. Um, Kmart was selling the handbags. Um, They featured Christmas trees, holly, red and green lettering. But a Jewish group politely suggested that maybe they think about getting rid of them since Hamas looks Mm. like Hamas looks like Hamas. The group admitted they didn't think it was intentional, even that it 
you know, might be potentially funny, but with everything that's going on in the world, a lot of people probably are not going to take it that way. Boy, that'd be great if you could keep a list of everything you ever thought of that could be potentially funny. And, and, you know, this would be perfectly fine last year. It might be perfectly fine in four or five years where nobody would really think about it. Hamas hadn't, you know, gone on a rampage at that point. Well, yeah. Caused the all-out war going on uh, that's going on now in Gaza. It's just, just you know, they still weren't looked upon with favor, but... uh, No, no, they were still a terrorist group. They weren't immediately in the news. They hadn't started a war as of... Yeah. Yeah. That is, by the way, still going on. So, once again, not something my guess is, you know, whoever was in charge of quality control didn't look at that and go, you know, that that looked kind of bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and and like I said, we've seen some of this same stuff before in people thinking that it's a good idea to do a 9-11 mattress sale. It's just not a good idea. KBOI Newstime, 745. Uh... Time for our final check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Once again, the place to go. If you want to get your day started off great, not just with breakfast, maybe hot coffee, energy drinks, uh, you can go inside. Or, once again, you can go through their coffee drive-thru. Now, you can't order your breakfast at the coffee drive-thru. You ha- can, however, call in in advance and still get it as as the drive-thru and not have to get out of your vehicle. Some of the best breakfast and lunch you're going to find anywhere. It's Pork Belly and Cuna. The third edition of the 2023 college football playoff rankings was released Tuesday, and there's a new number one this week. Georgia elevated itself from second to first by defeating Mississippi 52-17 on Saturday. That drops Ohio State to number two, followed by Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. All five teams are undefeated. Teams 6, 7, and 8 are Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. Each have one loss. Number 9, Missouri, has two losses. And number 10, Louisville, has one. Tulane at 9 and 1 is the highest-ranked non-Power 5 conference team at number 24. James Madison and Liberty are each 10 and 0, but neither is ranked in the CFP Top 25. Liberty is eligible for postseason play, but James Madison this year is not. There's women's basketball tonight at Boise State. The Broncos will host the UC Riverside Highlanders of the Big West Conference. Boise State is 2-0. UC Riverside is 0-2. The game can be heard on the radio at 670 KBOI. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are our phone numbers. That uh, first number I gave you is also our text line number. Need to know that coming up after 8 o'clock. Going to tell you how you can get your Brian Adam tickets. You'll be able to text and win. Can't text now because you don't know what to text. We will tell you coming up after 8 o'clock. Uh, text message from Kenny and Cuna says, Kmart? Where the heck is there a Kmart? I thought they went out of business years ago. Well, they went out of business here in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Kmart still exists nation or worldwide. They still have uh, stores. There are 20 stores still here. In the United States, there's stores in Australia, and they still uh, run an online business at Kmart.com. Very, so. very similar. I received one that says it's from Kmart. Uh, are they even open still? If yes. they are, this might be a sign to close what stores are left. <laughs> there are 20 stores left here in the United States. Plus, like I said, uh, around the world there are stores, but uh, they also have an online store at Kmart.com. So. Oh, and uh, Ron from Meridian wrote earlier, 
and said, hey, who is this new guy? Because <laughs> he was convinced, you know, that you, Some, were, you weren't coming back. Well, I, I mean, Nate was telling everybody I was fired for crying out loud. Um, April Fool. Text message uh, in says, I just got up. Did you already tell about your Disneyland experience? It's real easy to tell about the Disneyland mm-hmm. experience. Um, so our, our entire family, in, in case uh, you missed it, my uh, wife was being installed as the uh, National Association of Realtors president this weekend in their uh, big, huge gala that went on on uh, Monday night. That's why um, I missed, because I was told years ago with, with when she ran for president, yeah. she goes, you're going to go to this or there's going to be a divorce. And I told Nate, usually we can't leave because ratings are going on. And right, I told Nate, right. I go, I have to leave for these two days. So I was there, and all our family was there. All the kids, four of our six grandkids were there, and some of them there, were there all week going to Disneyland. So I was... I was going to go and wait and see what everybody's plans was. However, when we got there and made the decision, everybody was going on Sunday. By the time I was getting ready to buy tickets, uh, tickets were sold out. I didn't know tickets to Disneyland could sell, but apparently that's true. I didn't know that either. I I thought they just packed them in like sardines. Yeah, well, they're still packed in like sardines, but um, I could have gone to California Adventures, which Mm -hmm. is the other part of Disneyland, but I would have been by myself. Now, I did go to the adult version of Disneyland, um, so I spent the day at the casino playing poker, which was probably more fun anyway. Where's that? Um, Hawaiian Gardens. They have poker places all no, over California. But that's not technically a Disney thing. No. Right? Oh, it's, okay. it's an adult Disney. Well, yeah, um, I consider right. it an adult Disney. It's, it's pretty an, funny. Our kids. It's, it's adult amusement. Our kids, I mean, had a blast. And like I said, my, my son, his wife, and my other son took two of the grandkids to Disneyland. They were down there all week before. They went to Disneyland five days in a row. Oh, wow. And so they come back. I go, how is it? And the kids are just ecstatic, and it's the happiest place on earth, and they've had the most fun ever. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my son is like, kill me now. Please yeah. kill me now. Uh, because they were there from the time it opened up until it closed every single night. Um, but it was some of the highlights, by the way, it was very cool because our kids, and there were people down that were friends and business partners uh, of Tracy that got to see the induction. Um, she got to give a 15 minute speech um she's she's an amazing speaker by the way i am thoroughly impressed as someone who has done public speaking my entire life since i was in high school um of how great she has become at at giving speeches um mindy kaling the actress Mm -hmm. award-winning actress from the office installed her as president and the mindy project yep um, so that was very cool. That was a surprise for all the members. Nobody knew that Mindy Kaling was going to be there. She also did uh, a couple of uh, things the next day for the membership. Um, and we got to take 10 people back. And we have too many kids and grand- grandkids there. Grandkids didn't go back. So we just said, well, let's get the kids because they're all big office fans and love right. her. And so we let that we were going to let them go back. And Tracy and I weren't going to go back because, you know, it's it would have been cool. But we mm-hmm. said, let them. They'll have more fun. And uh, then it came back. We said we we're going to let the kids go back. And the, the person in charge came back and says, um, Mindy would like to meet you, Tracy. So <laughs> you're also going to get to go back, too. So the 10 and, kids and we all got to go. And you got her. to follow her. Got right? to follow okay. her. I got to go uh, meet her also. And then Tracy had uh, about a 20-minute question and answer session uh with mindy kaling that was uh, pretty good but, 20 minutes really yeah yeah so uh i mean this was for everybody that was there about three thousand people mm-hmm. um our four grandkids were there led the pledge of allegiance for everybody so that's kind of up on stage so that was kind of a, is that right yeah kind of a highlight for them oh, that's kind of cute yeah and i got to meet jack sears 
Did you? You remember Jack Sears? No. Former quarterback for USC and Boise State University. Oh, oh, that Jack Sears. That Jack Sears. Um, his uncle is Tracy's incoming president-elect. Is so that right? He will be the president in 2025, and Jack was there with him. So I got to meet Jack Sears uh, for the first time. We, we were going to well, meet he's, him. Yeah, he's probably only like, what, mid-20s yeah, right now, yeah. right? Yeah, we were, we were going to meet when him. When you were talking about meeting somebody, I was thinking you were meeting some old guy that was a, you know, a legend from way back. Yeah, something. no, this, this is uh, Jack Sears, the quarterback. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Brian Adams, one of his big hit songs, is going to be here uh, coming up in January, the 23rd, Idaho Ford, uh, Ford Idaho Center Arena. Tickets will go on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m., but we're giving you a chance to win them before you can buy them. Some of the first tickets anybody has could be going to you. Started giving these away yesterday, and today we're giving you a chance to text and win again. All you have to do right now, go to 208-336-3700, text the word BRIAN. All right, it's Brian Adams, Brian. Now, you have to spell the name correctly. It is spelled B-R-Y-A-N. The Y matters out of everybody who correctly texts us between now and 9 o'clock. You have until 9 o'clock. You will be in on uh, the choice of the Brian Adams tickets. One person will be chosen at random to get those tickets. Like I said, you'll be one of the first people in the entire state. Mm Mm-hmm. To have tickets for their January 23rd concert. So text away right now, 208 336 3700. Brian, B R Y A N to win. Go ahead. All right. You got 45, you got about a little more than 50 minutes, like 52 minutes. Um, give me an update on what's going on with the stock market this morning. Dow is up close to 100, almost 97 points. All three of the indexes, uh, again, up after a huge day yesterday, biggest day of the year for the Dow, up over 500 points uh, yesterday. It looks like we're going to be continuing that <laughs> on uh, reports that yeah, inflation we may be uh, kind of def- deflating. <laughs> we were talking about that a little bit uh, yesterday, the fact that uh, the U.S. credit rating got downgraded, and so then the stock market went way up. Hey! <laughs> Bad news, it's good news. I guess. Uh, see, you hear we're just talking about it? Jumped 105 points. That's oh, right. Well, fantastic. A little bit earlier this morning, in case you're tuning in or you listened in earlier and wanted to hear the uh, rest rest of this, um, I guess, <sighs> arguing, yelling, back and forth. You can call this yelling, I guess. Uh, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma yesterday kind of derailed a hearing of the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions uh, when he read a past tweet from... Teamsters President Sean O'Brien and challenged him to a fight in the hearing room. Bernie Sanders, who was in charge, um, was having none of that, saying that, well, I'll let you take a listen. Take a listen. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. 
you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution or your No, no, sit down. Sit down. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have the, and you have I don't the like you because you just described yourself. Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All make right. Your statement. Then let's do this because I did challenge you and I accepted your challenge. And you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. No, I was no, no, you no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, no, acting no. like a twelve-year-old schoolyard bully. Excuse me. Hold it. No, excuse me. I, I will mic. say. I will say exactly. Senator Mullen, I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that said, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking about. Of course, and, I did. And let me tell you, let me show you his hearing because I want to. I want to expose this thug to who he is. And you're not pointing me. That's disrespectful. All right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you respect. at all. So all right, hold let me, it. Let me, hold let me. it. No. You're one of the most hold elite it, people please. acted. Please. All right. This is a, excuse me. Mm -hmm. This is a hearing to discuss economic issues. All right. If you have questions for Mr. O'Brien or anybody else on what he has said, go for it. I mean, but we're not here to talk about fights or I'm, anything else. I'm quoting exactly what he said. You can and say what is, you want. This is, this, is your, this is your witness this you is brought. And let me, I'm, I'm exposing him you can ex as talk a person anything who you want. he is. So right. in, no 2013, nope. in 2013, O'Brien was suspended by the Teamsters for intimidating your own members. In 2014, uh, you were um, part of, what would you say, organizing the harassment and intimidation of the top shelf crew? Chef, not uh, chef. Oh, top, oh top, top chef, okay. And then, uh, and I think in the reports they said sexual racist and homophobic slurs and death threats, 14 tires were sliced, and five Teamsters were arrested, and you said, well, I had nothing to do with it, but however, in that same statement, you said, but if I get called to, to <laughs> test file, plead the fifth. This is, this is what, this is the witness you brought in here. In 2017, you this, this went on in our United States Senate yesterday. Mm -hmm. Billy C. wrote in and says, McCarthy to sit out first half of today's session for targeting. Get it? <laughs> uh, Senator <laughs> Mullen wanting to duke it out with a union boss. Mullen better take care picking a fight with a union boss. Might get uh, one a pair of cement boots. Comer calling uh, Muskowitz a smurf. Grade schoolers are the adults in the room. Right? Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're, you're wondering what the McCarthy thing was, he was uh, accused of elbowing a uh, congressman in the back as he pushed by him. And like I said, all this McCarthy, happened yesterday. McCarthy says that he didn't do it, so yeah, my guess is he did. Uh, Carl and Starr writes in, it's very unusual when we all agree with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> You're not wrong, Carl. You're not Sit wrong. Down. And and this is the point I made a little bit earlier. Another uh, person texted in, says, and we wonder why there is so much divisiveness and bullying. This crap needs to end, and the people we elect need to start acting like adults. 
However, I will say, once again, this is one of those instances if the O'Brien, Sean O'Brien and Marquine uh, Mullen were to fight for charity outside of the Senate Mm -hmm. and they charge for that and give the money to charity, they would make a lot of money. They would help uh, a charity out because people would love to see both of them probably beaten to a pulp by each other. That would be fun. Wouldn't it? it? Yeah, probably, I guess. They should each be able to bring, you know, something from their own background, though. Like, Mullen used to be uh, uh, a mixed martial arts fighter, so he would, you know, bring that experience with him, and the other guy would just bring, you know, several dozen Teamsters. (laughs) But uh, you made, the, the email made the point, and I said this earlier this morning, you know, it's no wonder we have this much divisiveness going on in the rest of the country mm-hmm. when we see that this much divisiveness, as we just mentioned, all this happened yesterday in our leadership in the House and the Senate. We, if, if we're seeing it there, no wonder it's going on across the country with everybody else. I, I would like to try that experiment that I you know, brought up a couple of years ago, which is uh, in, you know, in, instead of sending the people who want to go to Washington there, send people who don't want to go. <laughs> 208-336-3700. Because if, if you want to be there, you must have the wrong personality. It's our phone number to get through. Also, if you want to text Brian right now, Brian to 208-336-3700, somebody's going to get a free pair of Brian Adams concert tickets. We're going to give those away coming up before 9 o'clock. You have till 9 o'clock to text and win. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 825, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For all your real estate needs, call 208-888-4128. They can help you through the process. Oh, and by the way, the uh, broker owner of Berkshire Hathaway uh is also the president of the National Association of Realtors. So that can that could only help you out too. Give them a call today, 208-888-4128 when it comes to any and all real estate needs. First crack at our question today, Tyler, $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs can be yours. If you can correctly answer this question before this author was famous, they worked at Sports Illustrated, but got fired quickly. And they were supposed to write an article about a racehorse that had escaped and only wrote one sentence. The horse jumped over the effing fence. I cleaned that up, by the way. Who is this <laughs> famous American author? I believe that would be Kurt Vonnegut. It would be Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut! Vonnegut! Yes, uh, probably <laughs> biggest thing he's known, Slaughterhouse-Five, for uh, writing that. So congratulations, Tyler. You got a $50 gift certificate to uh, Biscuit and Hogs. Have you ever been there before? I have not, and I've been hearing you guys talk about it for a while, so I'm excited to go. All right. Eggs Benedict. Oh, and, and they're bacon, oh. too. <laughs> and the hog fries. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Everything is wonderful there. Just enjoy it. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you. Uh, Biscuit Hunks gift certificate to give away uh, all this week, so if you didn't get in now, uh, you can still win. Also, going on right now, we got winning going on right now. If you'd like to go see Brian Adams live in concert in January, the tickets don't go on sale till 10 a.m. Friday. You'll be the, I think, the second person in the entire state of Idaho to have tickets. Nate and Chris awarded a pair of tickets yesterday morning. You have a chance to get yours now. All you have to do is text Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, to 208-336-3700. You have until 9 o'clock to do that. We'll choose one person at random. All right? Only from the people who have texted. So you're not competing with a whole bunch of people only from the people who have texted in 
one person at random will get a pair of tickets to see Brian Adams January 23rd at the Ford Idaho Center. Go ahead. Text away now. Still on the way for you this morning. We'll take a break. News is coming up next. Uh, when we come back, um, the inquiry, Biden's impeachment inquiry, continuing. Started a few weeks ago. Matter of fact, uh, over a month ago. Started in September. Um Five White House aides hit with subpoenas yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about that, what's going on with the investigation, what uh, Comer, who is the lead uh, uh, in the House committee that is investigated, said that they have found so far. We'll talk about that and more on the way next. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. One of uh, Canada's finest exports, Brian Adams, is going to be here in the Treasure Valley, Ford, Idaho Center, January 23rd. We're giving away free tickets right now. You Uh can be the second person in Idaho to have your tickets. If you want to text us right now, you can text Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, to 208-336-3700. You have until 9 o'clock, so you've only got... 22 more minutes to text Brian to 208-336-3700, and you'll be in out of yeah. just the By people that have texted us in. You'll today. be chosen. Yes. By the way, if you texted yesterday, that was for yesterday. You need to text again today. Yeah, we, those won't even be included. Exactly. Uh, once again, text away right now. You have until 9 o'clock to text in uh, and get in on the Brian Adams tickets. They go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So go ahead, text away, 208-336-3700. It's also our phone number. If you want to get through and take part in the show, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Um, some emails uh, to get to uh, this morning. Uh, said, sad world when the Mideast is exploding and Congress can't manage a budget to keep the government working. This level of maturity we have in D.C., sad, truly sad, mountain home guy. He's talking about the brouhaha's multiple that we had yesterday. The good news is um, tensions uh, kind of shut down yesterday over fighting on the budget, at least for another couple of months, as a continuing resolution was uh, voted upon. And agreed upon with help of Democrats, there were some hardcore Republicans, right-wing Republicans, who were the same eight people who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy from speakership because he used Democrats' votes to help mm-hmm. pass the last continuing resolution. Um, they were not happy because, once again, Democrats helped to vote exactly. this through. Guess what? The same thing just happened again. Are you going to mm-hmm. throw the new guy out? Yeah. So we've got part of the government will be going on now till January, another part of it until February, unless they vote for another continuing resolution when those deadline mm-hmm. dates come up. My guess is the possibility they may not even talk about it once again until it gets close to happening again, which seems to be the average norm, right? Jenny from Meridian writes in and says, I don't think I've ever agreed with Sanders, but he is correct the way the Senator acted is not acceptable. It solves nothing. It's not some dark alley in the Sopranos. They have bigger issues to deal with than what some Teamster tweeted six weeks ago. 
these politicians, especially POTUS, should not have time to be doom-scrolling through socials answering trolls. No wonder we're at impasse in D.C. If this is who we're electing to be there, we're screwed. Imagine Fulcher or Simpson acting like this. We're screwed. That was worth saying twice, apparently. Uh, Wayne writes in, uh, this Senator Mullen is an embarrassment. I assume he's part of the Trump wing of the GOP. Instead of using his position as a senator to question the witnesses and let the witnesses' own history display his shameful activities, the senator acts like a 12-year-old. Come on, people, let's think about the quality of person we're electing to represent us. Um, you are assuming, and it made an ass out of you, because he is not a part of the uh, mega Republicans um, he's more of a moderate Republican, so he's not one of the he, – he votes he votes on a lot of things that Democrats also mm-hmm. vote on. So he, he is not what you would consider uh, a Trump Republican. Um, that doesn't make it any better or any worse. Um, it's just – it shouldn't have happened. Earlier we talked about the uh, hockey player that uh, was killed a couple of weeks ago in England in a game uh, when another player's skate uh, – cut his throat. Uh, and I had said that, you know, I think they just crashed into each other and went to the ice and, you know, it was kind of a fluke accident. I didn't see it though. That was just the way it was described to me the first time I read about it. Curtis says your description of what happened to the hockey player was incorrect. The offending player skated to the deceased player's right at the same time, the offending player raised his left leg while leaning on his hockey stick as if to kick the other player in the chest or the face The act was completely deliberate and intentional. That player should be charged with murder or negligent homicide. And he has been charged with uh, manslaughter in England. Well, actually, no, we don't even know that. Oh, where he was charged? No, who was charged. Oh, who was charged. We don't know if he's been charged. that's a good point. They they have not released the person's name of who's been charged. It's only an assumption that uh, it it was, in fact, the guy who sliced his neck. Yeah, I, I mean, I find that strange, even the fact that they have not released who the person who was charged with manslaughter was. We assume yeah. that that's who it was because that's who, who did it, but it might not be. So I don't want to put words yeah. in the uh, police's I mouth. Mean, what's the only other possibility is that it, it, you know, some coach told him to do it. Yeah. And once again, it's, it's manslaughter. It's not murder. And we, we talked about this earlier this morning and, you know, for instance, somebody can get charged with manslaughter, like if they're driving drunk and end up killing somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't, their intentions were not to kill somebody, which would be murder, all right? Premeditated murder. Um, but through decisions that they made, they basically ended up killing someone, and that's where the manslaughter charges come in. And that, I, I don't want to read into this. Um, but that's possibly what could be going on here was that through something that they did or a decision that they made, that could be the reason that the person is dead and it wasn't just a horrific accident. If they hadn't done this particular thing that maybe they would still be alive and that could be the charges. But like I said, we're not going to know specifically until they release that information, which the prosecution, and this is going on in Canada. So you, you, you have, you know, different ways that the courts operate in Canada than you do here in the United States. But until more of that information gets released, um, there's just a lot more questions right now, right? Mm -hmm. We have people writing in about a number of subjects. Rob has written in and says, wow, so the Supreme Court this week announced they have a new ethics code. It's an empty gesture, of course. The code has no enforcement, none. 
There is also no way for anyone in the public to lodge a complaint of misconduct. It's nothing but public relations for the justices. Here's what they said yesterday. The absence of a code has led in recent years to the misunderstanding that the justices of this court, unlike all other jurists in the country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules, unquote. Now, how is that a misunderstanding? I think the public understands very well that the Supreme Court justices, in reality, regard themselves as free to do whatever they want in terms of ethics. Yeah, there was really uh, no teeth to that ethics. To the new adoption of the code. Adoption of the code. Yeah. What happens if you break it? Oh, nothing. There mm-hmm. is no oversight. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, you, you have lower courts have oversight. The Supreme Court does not. Congress doesn't have a say. The president doesn't have a say. So in your complaint about it, it is perfectly viable. You have you have a great point. It's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna enforce these. So the only way that you can enforce this is if they enforce it themselves. Now, will that happen? We don't know because there's nothing specifically in there that says if you do this, the justices will meet and decide whether or not. And that's probably what should have been put in there because the judges aren't going to vote to have uh, Congress oversee them, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to vote to have the president oversee them because that's not the way the Constitution is set up. However, they can oversee themselves and should be overseeing themselves. And I I don't mean like one person going, oh, I didn't, you know, have an ethics problem, so we're just going to move on. Right. Uh, the other justices should be able to weigh in and go, no, we've we've looked at this and this is an ethics violation and I don't know what the punishment would be. I mean, but there's no not even any punishment in this if they commit an ethics violation yeah, due to the new code. There's no oversight. There's no punishment. So other than the fact that, as you just said, hey, great there's PR move. A, there's not even something that you know, says you have to go on TV and say, whoopsie. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, once again, you've got less than 15 minutes. If you want to get Brian Adams concert tickets, text the word Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, to 208-336-3700. We'll choose one coming up here just after 9 o'clock to get those tickets. January 23rd, Ford Idaho Center. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Brian Adams along with Tina Turner there. It's only love. That's one of the big hit songs that he had uh, out of the many over 20 hit songs. You'll be able to hear those live in concert when he comes if you win your free tickets. Giving those away right now. 208-336-3700. All you have to do is text Brian. B 
R Y A N. Out of everybody that texts us, we'll choose one once again that will uh, get the free tickets, pair of free tickets. And they don't go on sale till Friday morning at 10 a.m. So you're uh, going to be like the second person in the state of Idaho to have these free tickets. Email us if you want to get through. Phone lines are open too 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, a couple of uh, emails. Uh, no name on this one says, Mike, you dumb-dumb. The continuing resolution is not a good idea. What's wrong with you? We need an actual budget, one that gets us balanced account. Whatever would make you applaud us going further towards bankruptcy. Time for an education, Mike. Um, you dumb-dumb. You don't listen very well. Clean out the wax in your ears. I have never in my life said a continuing resolution is a good idea. However, a worse idea is to shut down the government. I did not say a continuing resolution is a good idea. It's not. Balancing the budget is a good idea. And the point that he or she is, is making, uh, that uh, we should have a budget by now, and it should you know be something that they put together a lot more easily than they seem to, is, is the kind of the point we've been making. Mm-hmm. Shutting down the government because you don't get your way is not a good way to negotiate. Sorry. Just flat out. Yeah. I've, but I never said a continuing resolution is a good idea. I didn't think the first continuing resolution was a good idea. I don't think this one is a good idea. However, shutting the government down uh, a week ahead of Thanksgiving and a month ahead of Christmas, really, really bad idea. <laughs> now, if you want to balance the budget, not if you want to. You have to. That's your job. Balance the budget. Get together and negotiate. But don't shut down the government to do it. There. Hopefully that explains. Uh, and if, th- if that doesn't explain it to you, then I will say clean out clean out your ears, get a Q-tip, whatever it takes. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, if you want to get through this morning, Wayne writes in, prior to sending my earlier note, uh, I did, in fact, look to see if Senator Mullen supported Donald Trump. He does. I don't know what to what extent, but he is on the record of supporting his current presidential run. That does just because he supports him or even votes for him does not make him a what you call quote unquote mega Trump supporting Republican. Yeah. Um, I'll give you uh, an example of why I I said I don't think he is a mega Republican. Um, he was one of the people who tried to physically stop the January 6th riots and said he would do, let me find it, see if I can find it here. Um, Mullen said he was prepared for battle. If they breached the door, we're going to engage them really quick, and that engagement would be whatever it takes to stop them. So he was not for what the mega Republicans were trying to do January 6th. Um, he also is far. He's not a far right winger either. He, he has a seventy nine percent rating below, it, which is below the eighty two percent mark uh, in in conservative voting in the uh, Senate. Hmm. So you would not, in any way, shape, or form, based on what how he votes or what he has said on certain things, call him a, a Trump supporting mega Republican. That's what I was saying. All right. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we will uh, get you updated. We haven't talked a little uh, about this much, uh, but the impeachment inquiry uh, continues, and looks like it's getting uh, more and more busy as five White House aides were hit with subpoenas yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back. Last chance. Text Brian to win your tickets. The Great One. Mark Levin. Tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905, uh, if you were one of the people who texted in to try and get Brian Adams concert tickets, check your texts. Just chose one of our winners at random, sent back a text, need some information, so get your name, your address, and tell you how you get your tickets. Rico just wrote in, you'll never guess in the world what he asked. What? If by some chance I win Brian Adams tickets, can I sit with Chris? Yes, you can. Remember, he asked that about the Guns N' Roses tickets. Yeah, and then yeah. All you have to do is who, go whoever to... Whoever it was, we uh, gave away after that. I can't even remember. No. Go to Chris's house, uh, sit on the couch. Even if you don't win tickets, you can go um, sit with Chris, as a matter of fact. Come to couch. think of it. <laughs> do we have to buy a couch for that? that oh, it? well, maybe you can't. Right. If you don't have a couch, maybe you'll have to we sit have on my, the floor uh, next to him. grandparents' old vinyl showroom furniture. <laughs> they, they had a car dealership, and the showroom furniture is actually pretty cool. Uh, Ron writes in, I'm pretty sure the reason they hired you back is that if you didn't go back to work, you could collect unemployment. No, I don't think that's the reason, Ron. I, I think uh, there's two. it's a twofold reason. Number one, uh, Nate realized after the first day of saying I was fired that that would mean he would have to get up every morning at 4 o'clock and do my show uh, with Chris mm-hmm. and then do his show in the afternoon. And he also realized that next week is Thanksgiving. And what happens the day after Thanksgiving? Oh, that's when the toy drive starts. Toy drive starts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't. He and and Nate, God bless his soul, is going to be out there more than any of us because he's pretty much there from the time it gets underway. Um, he puts the thing to bed at night and everything, and realized that uh, that would be even more time that he would have to spend out there. So I think, uh, I think it was preordained that even though uh, he fired me on Monday, I was going to be back no matter what happened uh, by next yeah. week. So. I was getting texts and emails, though. It's like, Nate said you're fired. No, I'm not fired. <laughs> Nobody would fire somebody with still two well, months he, left to go in the season. He kept reporting that you were fired, and I kept uh, rolling my eyes at him, which I know people on the radio couldn't, <laughs> couldn't see. see. But, <laughs> uh, but I kept rolling my eyes at him and saying, that's not true. No, he's not. He'll be back on Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. I am glad to be back. Although I did, I, I did enjoy not going to Disneyland while I was in Anaheim. Yeah, I went to adult Disneyland. I went to uh, enjoyed a, a day of poker, a day you, to joy you, you on went a to, golf course. You went to what in California they call a casino. Yeah, and I, I also got to play golf on uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Got to meet Mindy Kaling. Now, that's true. That was awesome. You okay? Now you should tell everybody who wasn't listening earlier. You didn't just decide to skip Disneyland. They were sold out. They were sold out. That yeah. Day. So uh, yeah, I and as we both learned. That apparently happens. Here, we didn't know you could sell out when here's a, people here's a just tip come you. and go you know, all the time. Get your tickets in advance, well in advance, online, mm-hmm. and purchase those tickets so that you don't... Because all everybody, my whole family, got their tickets before they got there right. um, and had already got their tickets. So by the time I said, oh, okay, so everybody's going on Sunday because I didn't want to go 
when everybody else wasn't going. And then uh, myself and also uh, another one of our did kids you, who hadn't got tickets. Where did you? We uh, got online and it's oh. like got online to get the tickets. It goes, they're sold out. So you, weren't, go, actually, no, they're so you not. weren't actually standing at the front gate no, uh, no. being turned away. No. Because that would have been sad. I yeah. mean, funny, but sad. No, it, it would have been really, really sad. Yeah. Because I would have had to get up early to go do that. And also funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through it this morning, um, you can do that uh, also by email. Uh, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, toll free 1-800-529-5264. I find this interesting. Um, Something happened uh, here this past week that has only happened one other time in the history of the universe that we know of. A tool bag was lost in space by a NASA astronaut. He lost his tool bag. She. She lost she her, her tool bag. Lost her tool bag. Or they lost their tool bag. She lost a $100,000 tool bag. See, that's overpaying, I think. This is the interesting thing about this. All right. There have been 634 astronauts in the history of the world who mm-hmm. have taken a space walk. Oh, that's what, when it happened. Yes. I guess that makes sense because inside the capsule, you... you you just grab it again, yeah. Well, yeah, you just it, it would probably be just floating around. So this is the International Space Station. Well, come to think they're of it, working, outside it would be floating around. They're working on the International Space Station. Yeah. They have a tool belt. Okay. Or a tool bag, and they're going around, and two women are out working on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because women have small hands or what, but they lost the tool bag. Well, you know they wear, like, really big gloves when they're in space. They still have small hands, apparently. Because, like I said, but they could have big this is the second time that it has happened. Okay. In 2008, another woman who was working on the International Space Station mm-hmm. lost her $100,000 tool bag. After the first time, why don't you take a tether and hook it somewhere well, and to see, the astronauts so that yeah. it doesn't float away? And that's not really their fault so much as it's the fault of nasa for not thinking of that well it's their fault for not holding why would you be outside in space carrying things that if you let go of them they will go far away i mean as opposed to having something you know hooked up your tool belt here's what i don't understand all right there there have been 634 astronauts who have taken a walk in space to work Mm -hmm. on the the space station or or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's only been Two mm-hmm. who have lost the tool bags that we know of. No, we know. There's only been two. No, there's only been two that have reported it. Um, no, because you know whether or not <laughs> the tools were returned because inventory is taken. Uh-huh. So two have lost the so, tool bags. So, so NASA would always be forthcoming. Then with o- only, well, I'm considering the astronauts, I think, would be forthcoming. Um, I don't know why you think they would lie about it. Ah, the naivete, I swear. Um, so you've had two people who have lost their $100,000 tool bags. Mm-hmm. Both have been women. Mm-hmm. Out of the 634 astronauts who have uh, taken a spacewalk, mm-hmm. 43 have been women. Mm-hmm. So 41 of them didn't drop the bag? Yes. Oh. And over 600 men have never dropped a tool bag. Did, were they making the woman carry their tool bag? There were only women on the spacewalk. Ah. There were no men. <laughs> Just find it interesting. 
And what is in that tool bag? There's two more interesting things. Yeah. What's in that tool bag that it's worth $100,000? Is it like our regular tools? I'm like, going to... Yes. You, you have, you have a, a screwdriver, but a screwdriver that won't work, as we always find in our own lives. This yep. screwdriver will work in space. The won't, other thing... Won't, won't they all work in space? If you want to check this out, yeah, and this is probably why you can't keep it a secret, um, you can actually view the tool bag in space using your binoculars. Oh. Well, now that is fun. Could be a hard time lying about it when they go, what is that out in front of the uh, See, in- International okay. Space Station? Oh, See, that's a tool I'm, bag we lost. I will already go ahead and create uh, uh, some buzz here by saying that um, a good conspiracy theory, they didn't mistakenly drop their tool bags. Those are actually small satellites. <laughs> Well, they, actually, and, and it was a secret what they were going to do with them up in space. And so they uh, actually launched them, and they launched them very well. You're actually not wrong. Because they didn't crash back into the space shuttle. You're actually not wrong. They are officially satellites. There once you go. Once you have something in space, it is called a, a satellite. That's true. If you want to see it, by the way, you want to know where the International Space Station is, you go to nasa.spotthestation.org, mm-hmm. and you can see it with binoculars. That's all you need. You need binoculars, and you can see it out in front of the International Space Station when it flies over wherever you happen to be. So if you want to know where the International Space Station is so that you can see it next time and see what a $100,000 so, tool bag looks like. So it sort of looks like the space station is chasing it. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it looks like. Now, it's going to spend, just like the last time that this happened, two to three months uh, rotating the Earth where it will gradually burn up in the uh, burn up in the Earth's atmosphere yeah. and, right. and burn up because it's, it's not self-powered. So it gotcha. will eventually come back to Earth, burn up. It's not going to fall on anybody's head. It will completely burn up. Could there possibly be a tool salvage operation that they could, they could send up there? No, because um, we all know that as taxpayers, we have unlimited money, so it doesn't matter that they lost $100,000 worth of tools. We'll just tax taxpayers more and make Jan, more. Jan has written in and says, Good morning, Chris. Welcome back. The sexist Mike, referring to the lost tool bag. That's Jan in Boise. <laughs> Yeah, I made up the part that it was women astronauts that lost it. Are you serious? It wasn't? No, it was. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wait. I, I was responding to her. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's sexist because I report that it was women astronauts who did it. Uh, okay, okay, Derek, look this up. In a separate press conference last week, uh, International Space Station Deputy Program Manager Dana Weigel stated the bag's contents included some tethers and things like tool sockets similar to the everyday household varieties, calling them fairly common items that aren't a huge impact for the crew. So really, it's only the bag that's expensive. It's worth $100,000. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's, see, that's, yeah, I was going to say, that's the fault of NASA for getting a designer bag in the first place. I mean, next time, just go get one off the shelf, all right? We don't have to have a hoity-toity <laughs> space program. They lost a Gucci bag. They lost a Gucci tool bag. Yeah. <sighs> and, and and you know and you know sexist. that by this time next year they will be selling the Gucci space bag. <laughs> they could make some money off of it, and, and people will have to have one. Yeah, it it'll, could. It'll, it'll be the item of the year. We don't have to have. I see you just got a regular Earth bag. <laughs>
Oh, good grief. You know, the, the, the really cool people have space bags. 208 336 3700 pounds, 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Chelsea Veni. I hope you're pronouncing your name right. Congratulations. Um, Chelsea got the tickets to Brian Adams. Will now officially be going. Um, oh, this is uh, cool. Says, uh, my phone number's not in the area code. Don't let that worry you. I was born and raised here in Idaho. My husband was in the military, so we traveled. they traveled yeah. a lot. So um, congratulations. More information than we needed. I, it doesn't matter where you uh, text us from. doesn't matter your phone. We get a lot of people that don't have, you know, 208 area right. codes. So that's perfectly fine. Area codes in this day and age are so very important. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, we'll have a couple of chances for you to win, Brian Adams. So if you didn't win this morning, still more chances for you to win here on News Talk KBOI. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, Celeste writes in, so the tool bag is not really lost. They know where it is. They just can't reach it. That is which, a good point. Which it is, is exactly true. Lost. Uh, it will be lost in a couple of months because it's going to burn up and then gone. Julie says, guessing the reason more women have lost the bag is because obviously they are working longer and harder than the men outside the station. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I like the idea of, uh, you know, they lost a hold of their... Do you, do you remember the days when our uh, audience was almost entirely men? It's not anymore. <laughs> Uh, and, Kenny, I pref- and I prefer it that way. Kenny writes in, I was a commercial roofer for close to 15 years. I cried every time I had to spend $100 on a new set of tool bags. I yeah. couldn't imagine losing a $100,000 set of <laughs> tool bags. Well, it doesn't matter to them. It's taxpayer dollars. What do they care? Yeah, well, okay. To a certain extent, that might be right. Now, granted, they have to pour the, but every, everybody pay their has, portion of taxes. Everybody has a budget. Uh, gentlemen, hey, good- we ran over budget. We can't bring you back. <laughs> gentlemen, good morning. Uh, like a lot of people, we are huge fans of the show. However, instead of talking about space tools, people need to hear about elected tools that are gathering on the West Coast. I mean, you have the uh, ender of the free world standing on uh, the frontier of the free world. That's pretty bold. These guys have dropped every tool in the world from balloons to COVID. We are okay with it? Question mark. If I thought I could stay out of jail, I would show up and protest. But I would likely be arrested and shot the next day. Sad state we are living in. I believe he is talking about here at the radio station. China. Oh, visiting San Francisco this week. The good news for San Franciscans, by the way, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos. They cleaned up all the streets. They got they got yeah. They got rid of the uh, um, people who are the homeless who are camping out, doing drugs, shooting up drugs, pooping yeah. on the sidewalks. Well, I heard I heard Bongino do an entire show about how uh, everybody should be offended that they didn't clean it up just because there are people who live there. <laughs> well, it, it it is kind of surprising. It's like, so you can do this when Chinese politicians visit, but you can't do it any time the rest of the year. It's like I, it's, I don't understand. It's, it's like these people didn't grow up with parents. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> when people are coming over, you clean. <laughs> You close down the streets. When people aren't coming over, you live in the living room. <laughs> uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, we're going to take a uh, break here. When we come back, um, White House um, had uh, 
few more people get subpoenas yesterday. Five White House aides hit with subpoena on the uh, impeachment inquiry that is going on. Yeah, we haven't heard a lot about it. However, it is still continuing. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, look into what they are uh, actually looking into as of right now, as far as uh, what they claim is evidence. However, the White House says um, it, it's evidence, but it's not direct evidence. So they've changed the narrative again. Um, we'll talk about that and more coming up. Phone lines open if you want to email us. Emails are open. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. KBOI News Time is 925. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 931-208-336-3700. Gary in Nampa, thanks for being patient. Listening on 670 AM this morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Yeah. You were talking earlier about the Congress and the budget. Congress only has one mandated duty, and that is to pass the budget. And they've still not done that for a number of years. I think they ought to pass a law that says they cannot conduct any other business until they do pass the budget. I don't even think you'd need to go to, to that extent, Gary. I think you could do something to the effect, pass a law. They never will because it's them who would have to vote on it, where no congressmen or senators get paid until there is a balanced budget. You get no pay until the balanced budget. And if that would happen, I guarantee you wouldn't see. Because if they close down the government... Senators, congressmen, all continue to get paid. It's not them that take the hit. Now, the people that work for them, their pages, their interns, um, their assistants, they all don't get paid. Congressmen and senators continue to get their paycheck. I've always maintained that congressmen and presidents and all that, none of them should get paid anyway. I, I think if they can't manage their own finances well enough to take four years off to be a senator... Or I mean, to be a congressman, or six years to be a senator. Uh, why do I want them handling my money mm. anyway? Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Because then well, you would you, only you, have the you, super rich who would serve, and I don't want that. Yeah, the the, the system was uh, designed so it wouldn't be that way. Originally, that they wanted it to be like you know only people who owned property could vote because they figure you know if you don't own property, why do you have any skin in the game? <laughs> However, it, 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 they figured it out that if you only let the rich people vote, the rich people only vote for things that make them richer. Sad but true. Mm-hmm. 933-208-336-3700. Thanks for the call, Gary. Appreciate it. Um, sudden development weeks after House Republicans launched an impeachment inquiry uh, against Biden. That happened back in September. Five subpoenas issued uh, yesterday by the Ju- Judiciary and Oversight Committees as part of the ongoing inquiry against the president. Committees uh, also investigating whether sufficient grounds exist to draft articles of impeachment against President Biden for consideration by the full House. For years, uh, Biden has insisted he had no knowledge of his son's overseas business affairs. Not only didn't he have knowledge of the business affairs, but he claimed that he had never, ever talked about his son's business or business with anybody else in the family about their business. But after Hunter Biden's former business partner and longtime friend Devin Archer testified before the House Oversight Committee in July that Joe Biden had appeared either by speakerphone or in person at some of those meetings, 
with foreign business associates on at least 20 different occasions. The White House was forced to change their narrative. The president has never been in business with his son, nor is there any evidence of his involvement directly in his son's deals, they said. Well, now that narrative is changing even a little bit more because of the investigation that has uh, been going on. Um, Biden has some explaining to do thanks to a lawsuit by the uh, Southeastern Legal Foundation. The National Archives was forced to reveal the existence of 82,000 pages worth of covert emails then Vice President Joe Biden sent using fake names as a means of evading detection under the Freedom of Information laws. The contact, uh, content of these missives uh, remains sealed for now. Don't know if it will come out under the uh, hearings that are going on inside the uh, House. Under these fake names, they include Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware, Robert L. Peters, and Celtic. Mr. Biden passed along notes relevant to his son's uh, business endeavors, raising questions about the depth of the father's involvement in the son's questionable overseas dealings. It is interesting. Why, as vice president, do you need fake emails with fake names if you weren't trying to hide something? I don't know. I don't know either. That's a question I have. Why? I mean, Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware, Robert L. Peters, Celtic, 82,000 pages worth of covert emails using fake names. So Bob Peters. Yeah. So the narrative has continued to change over the last year. So it's gone from never talk business with a son or any family member. Okay, I, I took part in phone calls and meetings between my son and foreign business entities doing business with my son, but I never talked about business with them. Well, okay, I talked business with companies my son was making money from, but you have no proof that I was involved in making any money from the businesses. Okay, you have proof my son and brother um, you know, made money from doing business with foreign companies in exchange for possible influence, but you have no direct involvement proof that I was directly involved with the companies. Okay, the proof of direct involvement wasn't actually a payoff. It was just a loan by my brother. He was paying back money I lent him. These are the investigations going on. Um, Senator... Our Congressman Comer, who is leading the investigation, uh, talked about this uh, this week. Take a listen. When Joe Biden told the American people that his son didn't make any money in China. Son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. Well, not only did he lie about his son, Hunter, making money in China, but it also turns out that forty thousand dollars in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account in the form of a personal check. And the Oversight Committee has it. First, Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West 3, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West 3 sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lion Hall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden. Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden 
for $40,000. The memo line of the check said loan repayment. The House Oversight Committee will continue to follow the money and hold President Biden accountable for his corruption. <laughs> so is there direct involvement? No, you can say there's no direct involvement where there is money actually paid from a Chinese company yeah. to Joe Biden. I can see what he means, though, about how, you know, the direct proof, because if, if they have proof of all this that the guy just said, okay, we know that this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And together, that means, uh, let's see, what does it mean again? Well, together, it, it doesn't, it to, doesn't really mean together, anything all it means by itself. That, together, all it means is that people were, you know, sending money around. Right. Um, now, if it is proven that they were sending money through Joe Biden or to Joe Biden through his brother and his son, as is alleged, mm-hmm. for reasons to get in favorable influence from that, the vice that, president or the president, that, that would be that, that's different. Problematic. That's probably what they should be. You know, the interesting thing here centering is centering in on is finding people who can you know vouch for that, or centering in on making the president show that this was a loan because if you write a loan anybody who has written a check and trust me i've written yeah. plenty of checks in my life and i've written checks to my friends before that says for sexual services rendered that doesn't mean just because i wrote that on the subject line that that was what that is for so just because you write loan is not proof that that is a loan Wow, my checks have been positively boring compared to yours. <laughs> but I've done it as a joke, you know what I mean? But you can write anything you want on the subject you, line. You know what I used to write in, in the memo blank? Nothing, because it takes longer if you do that. <laughs> uh, now, White House officials. Albertsons. What did I get at Albertsons? This is, this is it, the interesting it, part. Was it groceries? It must have been groceries. This is Because that, that is a grocery store. This is the interesting part. Because this could all go away very quickly as far as the direct involvement, because Joe Biden can just show proof that it was an actual loan. And Senator Raskin, the ranking member of the uh, committee, Democratic member of the committee, says we have seen um, evidence that this was a loan. However, House Special Counsel uh, Richard Sauber um, wrote that we have not seen any proof that this was a loan. Mm -hmm. And the White House, just to well, drive that point home, by the way, White House officials said they will not provide evidence to support President Joe Biden's complaint that a pair of large payments he received from his brother representing paybacks for loans, according to the letter from the White House to the House committee. But, so, But you know how it works. He, he doesn't actually have to prove it was a loan. They have to prove it wasn't. But if it, it, the thing is, if you want this all to go away, and they're saying, oh, this is just made-up stuff, here, here's my proof. Now, can we get on with the, it won't with make the it, business? We'll make it go away. That would just make it go away sooner. Yeah. Like today. Here's my proof that it was a loan. You guys got anything else? Well, they'll come up with something. So it's interesting, because this, this is the whole thing of, like, you never know who to believe. Because you have three different narratives on this. You know, you've got the House committee saying, okay, we have evidence that this money flowed from these corporations to Biden family members who Biden has already claimed his family members never made any money. Well, he's already had to change that because now there is proof that there is money that did come from these companies. Um, And you have the committee saying we need proof that these 
were loans because that's the claim by the administration. And then you have Raskin who says that we have seen the proof in the committee hearings and the committee chairman's like, no, we haven't seen any proof that these were loans. And then on top of that, you have the White House saying that they're not going to provide evidence to support the, the fact that they're not loans. So you have three different narratives coming from three different locations. And it's like, who do you believe? All three of them are saying something different. And, and even one Democrat is saying something completely different well, than the president is saying. And it's, and it's Washington, right? Mm-hmm. So the general rule there would be uh, about who to believe is uh, nobody. Nobody. Right. Nobody. Is anybody telling the exact truth? Yeah. No, no one is. Yeah, it, seem, it seems that way, right? They never do. They never have. Um, over 40 confidential FBI sources so far say there is evidence of criminal activity committed by Joe James and Hunter Biden. Well, there you go. All they got to do is produce it now. That Well, it, they produced it. Now it just needs to come out in the committee so that the public can now see it. I don't know where this is going to lead. Like I said, you still have to have that direct link, right? Don't you agree? Even though you, he explained where the money came from and they can show the money went to from the companies to Hunter and Joe, uh, uh, Joe's brother. What's his name? Um just forgot his brother's name. What, Jim or whatever? James Biden, yeah. Yeah. And then given as loan repayment to Joe Biden. All right? So you can look at that. You still have to have that smoking gun part that shows that somewhere, somehow, that these were not loans. They were actual payments. Right. Because everything right now is circumstantial. Unfortunately, though, if, if it was clandestine in some way, they never write that in the memo. Exactly. Um, you know, the, the circumstantial evidence in looking at some of this stuff is, you know, the, the claims by Devin Archer that they were withholding 10% for the big guy, and they said the big guy was Joe Biden. Well, coincidentally, this money that flowed into these bank accounts and then to Joe Biden ended up being 10% of the actual money that was received from these companies. Once again, circumstantial evidence. Ah. However, I mean, but it, it it's like well, okay, why is this it, exactly ten percent yeah, of the money again, they receive? If that's a consistent number, then you've got something. There. Yeah, yeah, but once again, is that proof? Not really. I mean, it's worth looking into. Yeah, it's worth, and that's what they're doing. That's all they're doing right now um, on the committee hearings. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will take a break. Uh, one more segment on the way. If you want to get through, here's your final chance. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 949, uh, stock market continues uh, up today. 93 points on the uh, Dow as of right now. S&P is up 13 points. NASDAQ also up, continuing uh, the big run-up yesterday, over 500 points on the Dow. So for those of you who haven't been checking, or maybe you have been checking your 401ks, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to like not do it every day. You might want to check today, because it might look much, much better than the last time you checked um, with all three of the indexes up mm-hmm. like they were yesterday. And like I said, it's continuing on today. Um, as we have continued basically all month of November, we've only had a few days this entire month where the uh, stock market was down. I think probably, we didn't talk a lot about that. I think probably what weighed into this also, um, I don't think you would have seen as much of an update. And I know Jeremiah Bates talked about it yesterday in that 
you know, we got great news as it comes to inflation. Yeah. Uh, consumer price index news also was good. And so you saw a lot of that. I wonder if it would have been as good a day had the government... I mean, because Friday was supposed to be the shutdown. They signed right. a continuing resolution that will continue into January and February on two different dates for two different parts of the budget. If well, the see, stock market would have been up near as much if they had not come to an agreement also yesterday. To people who do the trading, uh, yeah, it, it, it is uh, probably a little easier on them when things seem a bit more stable in Washington. Yeah, because if you, I mean, if you have those hundreds of thousands of people who would have lost their job ahead of Christmas time, mm-hmm. that's a lot of spending that you're, they're not going to be able to do because they don't have the money to do it or don't know how long they're going to be out, right? So mm-hmm. that could have a, a definite effect on what goes on with uh, spending for right. Christmas time because you it, people don't celebrate Christmas. You know, if they miss Christmas and aren't able to buy gifts in December, they don't come back. Hey, uh, our jobs are back. It's February. Let's have Christmas in February. <laughs> Uh, a couple of emails to get uh, here this morning. By the way, phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, if you want to get through right now. Um, this one, no name on this one, says, uh, we see all the lies right before our eyes and accusations being made by our top elected officials, yet um, he uh, presses ahead, meeting with the most corrupt cartel kingpin on the planet. This does not spell funky to anyone else. Mix in that, uh, the governor of California, and you've got a recipe for the end of America. I think he's talking about president meeting with Chinese delegation this week in San Francisco. How bold is it for him to stand there on the ground? Our hot-fought, blood-stained battle won ground. Why didn't he visit in Iowa? I'll tell you why. Because he doesn't have to uh, the force like he does in California. He is delivering the next load of fentanyl himself. Yet Trump is the bad guy. I don't think uh, Chinese president is going to have fentanyl with him. I, I mean, I don't know, but uh, he goes on to write. He says, please read Tiger Trap. It explains a lot. Um, another uh, email, no name, says, to me, the proof of government corruption is being shown to us. Never mind the small details. Step back and look at the big picture, which is exactly what Trump is trying to point out, point out every day. There is cor- corruption, and it needs to be removed. Mm. Yeah, the small details, though, are what you have to have when you're, you know, you, you've actually got a court case against somebody. Shelley uh, writes in, how many shell companies does Comer have? How many loans and land swaps? did Comer do with his brother? How many shell companies did or does Trump have? Like over 500? The impeachment inquiry of Biden is just a part of the MAGA revenge tour from 2020 to the present. I don't agree. Um, yeah, I didn't start till the year after that. First of all, it doesn't matter if you have shell companies. Shell companies, having a shell company is not illegal. So if Biden has shell companies, that's not illegal. That's not yeah. proof of any wrongdoing whatsoever. It's weird, but it's not illegal. Um, same with uh, president or senators who have it. Um, however, if there's money flowing into that to influence decisions that you make as a politician, mm-hmm. that's illegal. That is is something that shouldn't be done, and it should be investigated. And I said the same thing about Trump. If Trump is doing something illegal, it should be investigated. If Biden is doing something illegal, it should yeah. be investigated. Now we we people write in all the time and say. Uh, you know, obviously something smells here, or just look at the big picture, or all these different things, none of which will ever hold up in court. Just prove everything, and everything will be great. Mm-hmm. 
the people who committed crimes should not be in office and should be probably in jail. So let's prove it and put them there. Yeah. And if we can't prove it, then I guess we'll have to stop. Now, granted, nobody is going to make it easy, right? No. <laughs> They're not going to tell the truth. No, every side is going to have a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and, or and a, that, a cadre of them. And quite frankly, like I said, the, the, the things that have happened here, as far as Biden is concerned, is the narrative on everything that he has talked about since the time he was running for president, where he said, uh, my son has never received any money from doing business with what that, that Chinese company. Um, then he said, I have never talked business ever with my son or anybody in my family. And now we know all that is lies. It was all lies. It's been proven and admitted by Hunter Biden that it was not true. Um, so you have the narrative that has changed no. once again, not proof of wrongdoing, what's, but you go, what the hell is going on here? Why funny, are you lying? What's about funny it? though, the, the same people that always accuse him of like, you know, being this diabolical liar are also the ones who accuse him of being a scattered old man. And two things can be true at the same time. (laughs) That's all the time we have for uh, today. We're on a 20-hour break. More Brian Adams tickets coming in tomorrow morning. Make sure.